Well, you are very welcome back to the Jack McDonald Show. Now it's time for a brand new segment. We brought it to you last week, and I'm very happy to go all the way down to Cork and to bring it to you once again. It's time to link up with our hip-hop expert, uh, Dre. How are things? Good, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Dre, after the show last week, I mean, a, a lot of great reaction, but there was also something really interesting that I discovered. Dre, have you ever used Reddit before? Oh, yeah. I actually moderate the Tyler the Creator subreddit. I'm yes. about to hit 200,000 subscribers. So You're also a contributor to or slash Alan Partridge, Dre. <laughs> <laughs> I found you very Partridge-esque. I'm actually a huge fan of this radio show now. It's very, very um, entertaining. I know. I've actually been watching all your radio shows. Yes. Well, well, I'm not sure if I, if I should be happy or not, because Partridge, of course, was a caricature. I can tell you uh, that I am happy at the numbers because that show. So well, I'll explain to people a post was made on a subreddit online called or slash Alan Alan Partridge, basically dedicated to the man, the myth, the legend, Steve Coogan's character. It's got 32 upvotes, which is quite a bit. And it's got 21 comments. And it's basically people going through and finding uh, like time. <laughs> stamps and adding it in for example when i was talking about kivin somebody uh, puts it in, in quotations quote living it up in albania while getting his dental work done genius uh there, there's a load of them it's i mean it's it's funny from the outside if i didn't have a good sense of humor i think i'd be filing some sort of dcma but i'm also happy because we're almost at up for up to 400 views on that full episode which is bizarre as well and another brilliant comment comes in most avoid using visual media as a content for radio show but this chap will not let something like the fact radio listeners can't see him stop it he did such a good job describing the video i think he could do a whole feature film perhaps the spy who loved me perfect parridge partridge impression aha so I mean, I'm not sure, Dre. I can tell you that that show in particular, the whole system had uh, scrambled. So when you're on the back foot, it's easy to sound like Partridge. It's nice that you're a fan of the show. Uh, and I, as I say, we seem to have gone semi-viral within the Alan Partridge subreddit. So a bizarre happening. Well, of course, I hope you see that it's not in bad jest. I mean, I'm genuinely become a fan of the show and I wanted to share it with other people. And they obviously enjoyed it as well. So, I mean, you can't really complain. Well, yeah, you certainly you know how to uh, to capture virality either way. Another man that uh, knows how to capture virality, maybe in a different way, Kanye West. Of course, we are blue in the face talking about Kanye West, but we're back at it again because I think we've seen some really incredible music from him. He had his second live stream event in usual, typical Kanye fashion. It took about twice the amount of time for him to even step on stage. This time it was on Apple Music, not just Apple Radio, so you had to go to Twitch to uh, find the stream as opposed to just doing the regular route dre mm. what did you think oh I'm, i am so satisfied with what we've listened to it sounds way more cohesive sounds way more finished than what we first listened to um i'm also really happy with the fact that kanye hasn't shied away from more underground features i mean some of the artists that he has featured such as um the griselda label such as west side gun come with the machine they only have like a couple of hundred thousand monthly listeners um, and I'm also very happy that um, Jay Electronica gets a feature, which is really interesting for me because he's one of my favorite artists, um, someone that disappeared off the face of the earth for 10 years after dropping some amazing music, 
came back, dropped his debut album, which was almost a collaboration album with Jay-Z last year. One of my favorite hip hop albums of all time, completely didn't disappoint. And of course I named my TikTok account after him. And yeah, I'm just completely satisfied with what I've heard. And I feel like we are this close to achieving greatness from Kanye. Exactly. And that Jay Electronic feature was on an 11 minute song, which was a bizarre move. Uh, And I, you know, I believe we got something like 24 tracks in total. The Jay-Z verse was updated and kind of, I felt fixed. The other one felt a little rushed. A lot of Kanye's lyrics felt smoother. You know, maybe there's some room in one or two places. Obviously, everybody is waiting for it to drop. Kanye, you know, kind of promised that we would have it very soon after the event. We're all still waiting. Do you think we're going to have it in our hands anytime soon? Well, the next date now is August the 15th, I think. And I cannot see another listening party. I mean, it's there's only so much hype that the people can handle, you know. Uh, and people are going to end up getting fed up eventually. Um, even though like what he's given us is fantastic and it obviously has piqued our interest. I I want to keep the faith, but I don't want to go on record saying that I think we're going to get it soon because I did that last week and I was wrong. So <laughs> I, I feel like within the month, but you never know with Kanye. I mean, he some of his albums, he's dropped hundreds of days after saying that he's going to drop them. Some of the albums, obviously like Yandy, um, never was dropped at all. So is really just it's an enigma you never know well of course as well we've seen as i say that that uh, excellent jay-z feature and as you were saying to me just off mic it's 10 years since we had that uh, infamous watch the throne i mean an, a fantastic album oh brilliant album um i think slightly a bit underrated in both of their discographies um and i feel like there's it's you have to give them respect because a Kanye and Jay-Z album, they could have just gone for mainstream appeal. They could have just released bangers. They could have just chased um, billboards, but they actually did release a cohesive collaborative album. And if you actually look at the underlying tones of that album, it talks about the pros and cons of success. And as you go through the album, it talks about how um, the benefits of success. And then as you go reach the middle of the album, it talks about the detriment of success and the things that might come to the to Jay-Z and Kanye, two obviously of the biggest names in hip hop, two of the richest people to come out of the music industry and what the negative impact that it has given them on their lives. Yes, exactly. And obviously we're, we're all hoping that we will hear Watch the Throne 2, which is also rumored to be coming out. I believe Kanye's camp was saying that maybe kind of by the end of the year, we'd hear that uh, at the end of this year, you know, I suppose following this feature, there's a lot of hype. Now, this is the same Kanye camp that has promised about 15 different release dates. So would you hold, mu- hold much validity to Kanye and Hove linking up by the end of the year? I would hold validity to anything that Jay-Z says, but this is Kanye's come, as you say. Um, I mean, would you a Jay-Z project? I mean, 444 was an excellent project. Um, and obviously a written testimony, which is that Jay Electronica collaboration album that they released last year. That is fantastic. Uh, Jay-Z, I mean, I have him right behind me there. Um, he's a fantastic artist, one of my favorite artists. I feel like watch the throne 2 if it does happen there's not going to be a hype train like we see for donda i don't think that's what's going to happen i think if we do hear that album it would probably be i can see it coming in this year because we are due music from jay-z but 
I can't see it anytime soon, to be honest. Well, as you know, uh, last last week or the uh, yes, last week I believe it was, you gave us your underground pick, and it turns out that that underground pick has gone pretty mainstream in just a few days' time. You recommended Isaiah Rashad as this kind of up and coming guy, and I believe his album is now number one. Well, it is. It's a great album. I mean, it's his third studio album. I think if you're not, I think yeah, if you're not counting um, EPs and mixtapes. And I mean, the underground buzz from this man is just—it's it, just insane. Like it was—it's always leaving them. He's always left us wanting more. He's always left the fans wanting more. I mean, he released two projects, like I said before. Um, five years ago was his last project, and it hasn't just been no music, but it has been complete radio silence from him until about a month ago when the only thing that he posted was the album cover and people just went insane like people in this underground circle of hip-hop just went completely insane because we know what isaiah rashad is capable of and we know what he's done in the past he dropped the album personally in my opinion it's his third best album um it's his worst album but it's still an amazing album because of the quality that he's capable of of mm. Mm. And it's interesting. I think they say either the first or the third. You know, we had uh, Fifty Cent released his first album, and many they say everybody has one album in them. But I think once you get on that music uh, train, and you know, especially trying to become, I suppose, uh, more mainstream, it does seem to take a few albums to maybe break in. And as you say, maybe not their best stuff is the stuff that uh, white chicks are going around in their cars to. Well, exactly. I mean, you have to look at like some of the biggest songs from some of the biggest artists. I mean, Travis Scott and things like that. I mean, Travis Scott has way better songs than Sicko Mode or um, Tyler has way better songs than Earthquake. Um, but it is just about like I made a video about how song structure affects your um, psychology and you're listening to music so much. And if your chorus is coming in sub 40 seconds, if you have a lot of repetition in your music and if you have a lot of mirroring in the syllables and the rhyme scheme in your music, then that is a formula that is going to get you streams and is going to get you billboard placements. And it isn't necessarily down to the actual quality of the music in itself. Of course, quality helps. And of course, you're going to need a certain level of quality. But if you actually look through billboard, you are probably going to hear a chorus every single from every single song under a minute. And you are probably going to hear an unbelievable amount of repetition. And this has all come back from one man, Max Meyer, who is actually, he's behind probably every single one, almost every single pop hit pre-2010. And even now, like if you think Blinding Lights, he wrote um, Backstreet's Back by the Backstreet Boys. Uh, he wrote that. Um, so many more songs. He's written for some of the biggest artists and all of them follow the same formula. And it's just so easy to listen to that you almost forget that this is a song. You know what I mean? You almost forget that this is music that you're listening to. You can just put it on and forget about it because he's almost hacked your psychology. It's so it's so appealing. Yes, yeah, chewing gum for the mind type stuff. Exactly. I, with with Kanye, it does actually maybe give me a little pause for concern. Now, streaming has basically kind of made that uh, even as a radio broadcaster, you probably uh, have much less control over making or breaking art, making or breaking breaking an artist. But I would have have maybe some concern, like an eleven minute song with a name like J Electronica, despite how excellent the song is 
maybe and you know Kanye seems to follow in the same vein throughout Donda you know maybe a bit more kind of loose and, and creative and expressive with his choices it does maybe give you some concern that kind of the general masses may not pick up on it well I always think when an artist releases a song like that it's almost a vanity song you know I mean it's almost a song that they want to create and they're doing it for themselves they don't care about achieving streams or something with a song like that. I mean, a feature like J Electronica, it's not going to pull in, it will pull in huge underground support, but obviously it's not going to pull in huge mainstream support. Um, I mean, I have no problem with an 11 minute song if all 11 minutes have to be good. Obviously, Kanye is capable of that, but other songs, uh, like the quality of the music has to be at the top level for the whole song. And that's why a two minute or a three minute song is so digestible and so good because there's not a lot of room for error, whereas you have a lot, there's not a lot of room to go wrong in those songs. So you can completely, sorry, <laughs> there's not a lot of room to go wrong in the shorter songs. So with these longer songs, I mean, you can have a minute of these songs that are bad and that will just ruin the entire song. But a minute is half of the song in these smaller songs. So that they have to be good, you know. What I yeah, mean? you're definitely widening your risk vector, I suppose. I was thinking, mm. uh, I was just dusting off a MIDI keyboard that I bought and used maybe once. And obviously, as a rap TikToker, I presume you at one point have tried your hand at music in some sort. Are you, you know, they they say every every acting teacher is a failed actor. Are you a, a failed musician? Um, I wouldn't necessarily f say failed because I never attempted to succeed. However, I am music literate. I, um, I finished my grades on the saxophone um, and I do mess around with doors. I mean, I, I use FL Studio. I am literate on FL Studio. Uh, however, I don't know. I'm not a scratch on what I would love to be and hopefully I can just develop those skills in the future you know because there's a lot of people even around this small town here in Castle Bar you know there's people who are playing on football teams and stuff and I'm seeing you know at 23 and 24 they're kind of posting up on Instagram this track was produced by me and it's somebody screaming in their bedroom there was one pretty good <laughs> one but you know it's, it's very you know it's very clearly they've lifted a royalty free beat from YouTube and, and they're all just bopping their head to it so it is mm. you know it's, it, it is taking I think I think uh, hip hop has, has really just taken a foothold. You know, maybe back in the day, our parents or grandparents would have maybe uh, bought a few guitars, some drums, and tried to start up a band. So it does seem that hip hop kind of is shaping the same way, I suppose. Well, exactly. This is the evolution of the idolization and fetishization of celebrity culture. I mean, instead of picking up a guitar, you might pick up a laptop nowadays and try and make some beats on your computer. Um, Everyone wants to be successful rapper. I mean, the idea of being a rapper, I mean, it, it's the coolest um, genre of music. I mean, and, and that's no mistake. That's no, it, it's, it's purposely been like that. I mean, ever since the 80s and 90s, um, Sprite was one of the first sort of corporations to realize that it's cool to be a rapper. And if we market our brand in alignment with these hip hop artists, then our brand will once, will become cool like, hip-hop will and by doing that they were one of the first first um corporations to collaborate with artists such as well they, they collaborated with the director spike lee and then they collaborated with i think rakim they collaborated with run dmc and creating adverts and adidas as well was one of the first um collaborating corporations which adidas's sales were actually on the decline 
And Run DMC released a song called My Adidas, um, not affiliated at all with Adidas. Adidas saw this and ended up um, signing Run DMC to the first ever sneaker deal outside of any uh, outside of an athletic sport. And obviously now you see Run DMC everywhere. And that is partially due to the fact that hip hop was just so loved by this almost subculture and was brought to the mainstream by corporations and by mainstream backing. Yeah, and even Mr. Donald Trump, I believe he has the record for appearing in something like 100 or 150 has been referenced or appeared in something like 150 rap videos over the last like 20 years, no doubt paying for loads of them and, you know, stuff like mm-hmm. that. But, you know, uh, you know, it seems like even kind of a conservative businessman can understand the appeal that rap has had over the last 20 years. As we uh, wrap up, there's uh, some news over in the States again of a potential reunion. I mean, Outcast could be coming back. It has been, I think, approximately 15 years since we since Outcast split up. Um, amicably, they're still they still get on. However, we saw on Twitter Big Boy, obviously, Outcast is made up of a duo, Andre C Thousand and Big Boy, um, tweeted out follow at outcast with two i emojis and it's just so interesting as well that nowadays that's all we need to send the internet into a frenzy to send everyone into a frenzy and create narratives in their mind about what might be to come and personally i'm i'm part of that frenzy i absolutely love outcast and i would be absolutely ecstatic if they came back and created a project because i've with andrew 3000 and big boys past work um post outcast it's been amazing. So I can't see how we can't, they can't replicate what they've done in the past with that duo. It is very interesting, the bat signals that exist nowadays. It's no longer press releases. It's like the woman of a woman whose friend heard something from something and then they tweet it out and the tweet gets deleted. And that's how you know that Kanye might be dropping, you know, Watch the Throne or whatever in four years time. And it sends the world into a frenzy. And especially if they hit it on the right news day, you know, just a random person can can send kind of all the news articles and all the press into a whole uh, storm. So it is it is very interesting. Uh, finally, your underground picks, I suppose. Do, do we have, a, I mean, you're pretty much one for one. I mean, you couldn't get better than a kind of an underground artist going to literally number one over uh, the five-day period of your endorsement. So do we have another one? I don't know about, I don't, I don't know if I could give you another hot top pick like that. However, um, subject of this conversation has been Jay Electronica, one of my favorite artists. And um, the people that follow me know about my playlist and the first ever song that was put on that playlist was Exhibit A by Jay Electronica, one of my favorite hip hop songs of all time. And the thing that really started his career and started the hype train, which lasted for over 10 years. So Exhibit A by Jay Electronica. Well, here it is, Exhibit A by Jay Electronica. Thanks so much, Dre, this was excellent. Thanks for having me. Yeah, maybe let's stay off Reddit, all right? (laughs) Of course. We'll be back after this.